7.30-ish, 8 o'clock sometimes I go to gym every single day. And that's official start of my day. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I am co-presenter and today Jo is interviewing Ed Rich. Joe and Ed connected originally via LinkedIn. Ed is the host of the Growth Hacking Show and Community for Business Coaches and Consultants. He's hosted two online summits about video blogging and blockchain. Ed's one word is disruption and he's the co-founder of Booksmind.com, which is a traffic funnels and automation agency for influencers, business coaches and consultants. Ed helps them disrupt their market, create a blue ocean and make their competition irrelevant with a concept called sync selling. Ed's learning style is debates and discussions, and this got him into trouble more than he can count. Come and join Ed's community at joe.booksmind.com and get free access to Community Toolkit to growth hack your business. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Ed Rich of Growth Hacking Community for Coaches and Consultants. Welcome, Ed. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Joe. It's my pleasure. Lovely. Start by telling us a bit about who you are, what you do, and where you do it. I think there are many ways to introduce me and who I am, what I do, because I'm a polymath. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick the most relevant uh, entry point, And that is, uh, I would love people to see me as the community builder. Um, and I'm building a community called uh, Growth Hacking Community, as the name suggests. Um, so this is the uh, the project that is taking most of my time today. But uh, other than that, I'm a growth hacker, marketer, uh, and uh, like have been in this field for the last five years and have done worked on the capacity of coaching and not coaching, sorry, consulting and agency side. So freelancing, consulting and agencies. So I've gone through all those uh, phases on and off. Um, that's what my experiences have been. Um, yeah. Lovely. And where are you based? I'm based in uh, Cotswold. It's it's a very lovely countryside in the UK. One of the most beautiful um, green zone in the UK, basically. Lovely. So, and do you work uh, there? Sorry? And do you work from home? Yes. Yes. I have a home-based office. Lovely. And uh, yeah, that's lovely. So you say like you have a, a varied background and as you say, a number of uh, projects that you've been working on uh, so tell us a bit about why you do what you do how you've got to where you are now in terms of, of why you do what you do right so um, let's pick up the marketing side the digital marketing side the, the reason why I think a good place to start would be I got my job after MBA um, like seven years ago 
um, that was in a not-for-profit, like one of the global not-for-profits called TIE. And I was heading, I was handling their UK headquarters. So it's called chapter manager. And um, we were sending out emails to members and there were like around 3000 members. It was a subscription-based model. And the CRM, the the database management system they were using was horrible, 19, early 1990s style. Um, and it was very clumsy and difficult to handle. So what we were doing, we end up, and, and that was way more efficient than using the system was uh, copy pasting those 3000 email addresses into Microsoft Outlook and blast out the emails whenever we, we, we had to send the emails out. And that was the time, uh, if you have ever tried doing that, you know what happens when like you, your email is full of hundreds of replies and hundreds of bounce emails and, and, and stuff like that. So it's every time I send an email, it was a mess. So uh, I was thinking like there must be a better way to do this. And I, I started digging into podcasts and I purchased a book. At, at that time, I had no idea about digital marketing or any marketing at all, uh, other than the marketing that teach in MBA, which is uh, only relevant to corporates or if you are a marketing consultant writing reports. So big theories, not really practical. Um, didn't help me in that job anyway. So uh, I, that's how I jumped into marketing to figure it out. But once I left that job, let's say a year after that, by that time, the entrepreneurship bug hit me already. So I wanted to not look for another job, but instead um, start something of my own. So I did a lot of ventures. One of them was a blog network, like a seven, eight different niche blogs. Uh, another one was uh, uh, an e-commerce drop shipping company with my wife and and a couple of more. So that's how I ended up. I found my passion into the creative side of marketing. So making things happen out of nowhere. So funnels is one example of that. Uh, but then in the process, I did so many experimentation that my strategy became better. So I started as a consultant as uh, an email automation, email marketing. Now, it's funny that a year and a half before that, I was sending out blasted emails in using Microsoft Outlook. And then I, I consumed a lot of courses, books, and attended a lot of trainings. And by that time, I became so professional in email marketing that that's my, that was my entry point into marketing, like professional marketing. And then I realized that people who need email marketing actually have funnel problems. So I moved on to do funnels. Um, and the cycle goes like the same, that you, you find something that you are not that good at, then you buy a lot of courses, you even go and travel, attend seminars, conferences, and trainings. And then before you know it, you have a lot of knowledge and you're not using those. So you, you go out and and, and, and use that knowledge as a professional service. So that's how I entered into funnels. Then I realized people who have funnel problem, funnel, uh, they actually have traffic problem as well because funnels themselves without traffic is useless. So then I got into traffic management as well. But then going through the whole cycle gave me kind of a perspective and I, I see them um, like all of these channels dancing together. 
Um, and that gave me the edge on the marketing strategy side. So, and, and uh, that was the, um, that, that's why I'm in marketing because I myself had those problems which I tried to solve and in process learned the things that I'm now sharing on professional basis uh, and applying as well at the same time to mm-hmm. either myself or my clients. So what, what does a typical day look like for you? What sort of uh, work are you doing and how do you make that happen through the day or through the week or through the month? <laughs> yeah, so I have a very systemic approach to my day. So um, I'm an ENFP personality type. So if you know anything about Mayor Briggs, you know, this one is very difficult to manage. This personality is, is super creative, hyperactive, hypercreative, uh, anything that can distract you will definitely distract you um and uh shiny syndrome shiny object syndrome could be uh an understatement for this personality type so it's very difficult to manage and because of that i struggled a lot but then uh, because of that i got into a lot of productivity and experimentation and basically i learned experimentation i studied it in my mba but never practiced it until i get into marketing and especially uh, the email marketing and Facebook ads and, and uh, advertisement marketing. So the process is basically you come up with small experiments and then you document them and uh, you get some result, either good or bad or like acceptable or non-acceptable. And then you keep doing this, you keep repeating that. So I, I, I started managing my day like that. So um, eventually I tried many systems to organize myself, including um, um, you know, I don't know if you've heard of, uh, there's a book called Getting Results, The Agile Way, one of the really good books uh, by J.D. Meyer. Um, it's it's a really highly recommended book. Um, so that gave me a lot of systemic thinking stuff on how to organize your day, your life. Uh, but it was not totally uh, appropriate for my style because this is written by somebody who deals with Excel sheets day and night. And I'm like, I have headaches if I work with Excel sheet more than 15 minutes. <laughs> so uh, then 100% worked out for me. Uh, then I did a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, there are daily journals like the productivity journal, the five minute journal, the yeah. freedom journal. So I got into those to organize my day, but then I realized they're too restrictive because I, if I feel like, oh, I need to add this, uh, remove that from my daily thingy, they're, they're too restrictive to do that. So yeah. it was not really appealing to my creativity. So I end up after reading a book called The Bullet Journal, which was kind of the revolutionized my way of actually organizing my day. So bringing all of those things that I have learned before including uh, Pomodoro technique uh, combined together into one system that happened after I learned one thing from this book, which was create an index of uh, everything that you're doing uh, in separate pages. So uh, instead of creating a physical pen and paper journal, I use Evernote to organize my day. So here's how my day look like. Yeah. And I'm looking at my journal uh, template right now. And um, I may be able to share this with your audience. If people are interested in that, um, they can copy and manipulate and make their own version of this. So I wake up at six o'clock in the morning uh, and I have check boxes, by the way. So I don't use any app because I know like 
apps disappear after every couple of months or years. Uh, their data doesn't transfer to different devices or something or the other happen. Companies close down. So I don't want to rely on any of those uh, and wanted to rely on something that I can keep with me for the rest of my life if I want to look back, uh, reflect anytime I can that, okay, that day I did that and made me fact, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So wake up at six o'clock, then take, uh, um, I, was, I was doing exercises and stuff. So I was taking fat burners. So I, I put in my ritual like, okay, eat fat burner. And fat burner basically is a high caffeine pill. So what happens is you wake up, take caffeine and you don't feel sleepy anymore. Uh, then do meditations and stuff. Um, then I start my day in filling this journal entry. And this, what, what this does is it, it resets my day. So no matter what my mental state I'm in, it brings back the focus into this, um, how I'm going to organize my day. Then have a gratitude exercise, affirmations. I don't really believe in those too much because a lot of people say, oh, you need to have a gratitude exercise. You need to have today's a daily affirmation and this and that. Like I've been doing it for a year. I don't see significant change. I, I, I see people talking about it, that it totally changes your life and this and that. Um, not really. I, to me, it sounds more like an insider belief system. So if you, it works only if you believe in it. I'm, I'm neutral on it. Like I'll do it anyway because I have to test it. So I did it. <laughs> so then I have a re revision of my vision. So every day I write down from scratch what was my vision so that I, I remember it, like I, I recall it. Uh, then I have a study time. So because that's why I'm waking up at six uh, so that I can get some time for myself. So I, I dedicate around three Pomodoros every single day, either reading a book, online course, or some homework from the previous course that I was supposed to do. Um, mm -hmm. Then um, around like 7.30ish, eight o'clock sometimes I go to gym every single day. And that's official start of my day every single day. And, and if you see my workout, it's also as structured as this. Uh, you can just checklist them uh, every single day. And that's how it's been so easy that I don't have to prepare. I don't have to convince myself to go to gym. It's just a signifier of starting my day. Um, so I start my day, come back home in an hour. By the way, gym is just three minutes away from my home. So I have that advantage. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then again, practicing financial gratitude exercise, I felt not a single pound increase in my uh, earning by, by doing this alone. So uh, again, I'm skeptical on people who say do it. I, I'm doing it still because I'm testing it, <laughs> you know, um, then uh, well, sorry. Even just in case it does work, even if you don't believe it, it's worth Yeah, it. exactly. I have nothing to lose, you know. <laughs> Sorry, so uh, then um, productivity, I, then what I do is I do, I collect yesterday's productivity score. So I go through yesterday's, this filled up sheet and I score myself how, how productive it was. Now, I tried doing it in the evening, like everyone else suggests. For my personality, it doesn't work. That was the most skipped activities for throughout the day, that evening reflection. So what I did was I moved it to the next day morning. So I will reflect on next day because every time I come up with, oh yeah, I should be doing this tomorrow. And then tomorrow I will wake up and I won't even remember. I won't feel like doing it. Yeah. Then I go through uh, 
just checking out what went well, what did not went well, habit tracking. So I have a checklist of habits that I'm trying to maintain and do. So I have an extensive kind of checklist. Now, all of these takes not, not more than half an hour to complete, like everything, yeah. every one of these. It, it sounds really big <laughs> and too much, but once you do it, like properly set it like this. It doesn't take more than one Pomodoro a day. So one Pomodoro given to your planning and reflection, I think is a yeah. good investment of your time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, then habit tracking and then scoring uh, at the end of the week, um, just like that. I have a weekly thingy. Uh, I have some business metrics that I, every day I just put some numbers there to check where it is uh, that include the websites or funnel status or something that I would like to check on those days. Uh, then I figure out what was the challenges and how I can uh, creatively solve that challenge if that happened again. Uh, and then uh, do a final thought of yesterday. Then I move on to do um, these rituals for, for the, the same, for this day, the, the upcoming day, which is like if I'm doing this in the morning about the rest of the day. So uh, things like why it will be a great day. What am I obsessed about? Because I picked this idea. Oh, by the way. So for example, I'm reading a book. For example, um, Be Obsessed by Grant Cardone. And I picked up, okay. So one takeaway from that book is you have to be obsessed about your something, right? What you want to achieve. So, okay. So how about if I make it my ritual reminder? that uh, I have to be obsessed about something that I stand for or something like that, right? Uh, so I, every day I remind myself, okay, this is that takeaway from that book. Uh, it takes just like literally 10 seconds for me to do that, uh, to, to remember it. Then I list down all the tasks. By the way, these all are like sequential. So are in exactly this order every single day. Uh, list down all the tasks, then highlight the most uncomfortable one, put them to do first. And then I have a list of things that I want to ritualize. So uh, again, as I said, in my personality type, it's very difficult to be consistent on something because um, I like to create something new every now and like every, every opportunity I can get. So it's very easy to get sidetracked. So things like posting videos on, on social media is something that needs consistency. Yeah. So uh, what I did was I create a daily workflow ritual. Uh, you can al on also call it workflow. And that changes from time to time, by the way. But these are fixed items on my daily task list. So I just have to make sure as I have to take as many of those as possible in a day. And uh, those include content planning, content creation. Um, and, and if there's a consulting project or client project that I'm doing that needs some kind of consistency. For example, daily checking off uh, Facebook ad status or something, I put it there. These are non-negotiable. And then yeah. beyond those uh, are other activities like prospecting, podcast recording, podcasting and, and stuff like that. And then uh, the daily activities. And this is how I just like organize the whole day in a systemic way and um, run through it. It sounds really structured and, and as you said, some of the, the stuff you were telling me sounded like it was going to take, you know, hours, but as you said, it was just, you know, half an hour. Um, do, do you actually stick to this every day? And if you do, how? And if you don't, what derails you and how do you get back on track? Okay. Yes, that's, that's an excellent question. And uh, it bothered me a lot because I don't. 
um, I have like streak of three months straight where I'm not missing a single day, but then something sometimes happen that uh, you missed out on something. So I used to feel really bad if I miss out those streaks, but I don't mind anymore. So uh, the idea is now to, because a lot of these things have now become part of my automatic doing. Um, so for example, those 20 habits that I, when I started this, I was trying to put in, for example, cold showers. I've been doing it for two years now. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, the Wim Hof method. Now, again, everyone is talking about, oh, it's changing their life and this and that. Like, I'm skeptical. I've been doing it for two years. The only reason I'm doing it now is because I don't want to break my record. I don't see a significant difference in my health. At the same time, I've done another experiment, which was uh, intermittent fasting every single day. And I see that alone has made my body so powerful, so more such like... I, I feel that I'm way more, my body is way more powerful and stronger than when I was in my teens right now. And I'm, I'm 37. Yeah. So these experiments, taking note of those and what I'm feeling like that, um, if I can do it every single day, fine. If not, that's fine too, because I know that what, what I'm supposed to do anyway, because that has become like a, 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 an embedded ritual in the mind. So that was the goal. And I keep changing these. So this doesn't look like, like if you look back six months ago, it my this template was a little bit different. So I'm evolving it. This is my system. It works on me. So if you are replicating it on yourself, you have to figure out what works and what not. And you have to go through your own journey. And that's why I've created kind of a small training. I actually wanted to create a course on Udemy. Uh, for this, so I started creating it. I created the core uh, theories, but then I, uh, because it was not fitting in very much with my niche, like the the industry that I'm working in, I dumped the project. So what I did was I made it available to everyone anyway. So um, I'll be able to share that link with you. Um, um, and, and people can actually go through the system and create their own from scratch. And the scratch means uh, nothing more than a checklist of uh, to-do list. Yes. Um, you begin yeah. from there and then there are modules. So for example, everything that I'm uh, talking about, let's say health, habits, these are kind of modules. You can just copy paste them, whatever you want to fit in and mm-hmm. change whatever you like. So it's more like a text-based system, which anyone can modify for their own use. So I hope that I'll be able to convert this into a signature program sometime. Uh, but when I'm in that niche, not right now, this is yeah. hobby project for now. Yeah, yeah. So you obviously you're very you're you're learning and you're you're researching and then you're testing and as you say there's some things that you're doing that you're not sure they're particularly having an impact but you know what the hell you might as well carry on sort of thing but um when we were preparing for the show you talked about having overcome your lifelong symptoms of chronic fatigue almost overnight so I'm interested given what you've already described about your ability to sort of systemize and and plan and test stuff to find out a bit more about how that 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 happened and 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 you know the the story behind that so could you tell us a bit more about that yeah so um there are different different ways people describe chronic fatigue syndrome for me it was that if i stand for 15 minutes i started to get tired 
my feet started to hurt, my back started to hurt, and my eyes will get so heavy that I, I really need to take a nap or a sleep, like two-hour long sleep, in order to come out of that phase. Um, and, and, and it was dominating my life. So I, I, I didn't enjoy going out with my family um, and, and going to shopping or anything. Like I was not enjoying those things. Plus my capacity to work in like long settings was totally destroyed. Uh, and that was happening since my childhood. So, it, and, and in the beginning, everyone else around my family at that time, my parental family, they used to think that I'm lazy. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to take responsibility. And I believe that because everyone else was saying, I believe that as well. But when I left that, that world, uh, nothing changed. It still stayed the same. So um, the, the change happened when I was listening to a podcast by, um, uh, well, by the way, and that is while going to gym regularly. So I've been going to gym, doing exercises, trying different exercises for, um, I think almost 20 years now. So uh, it was not the health issue in the sense of lifestyle or something like that, right? So I couldn't figure out what is going on. I talked to doctors. Doctors cannot figure out anything. Uh, they think like it's only in your mind. I was like, okay, maybe it's true. Maybe it's in my mind. Maybe whatever it is. I had a child abuse history of like, I don't know, that's another can of worms. My parents abusing, uh, narcissistic abusing me. So like I had a kind of a depression history. I thought maybe it's related with that. Um, and I'm talking about suicidal depression. So uh, I thought it's all like all those negativities is creating this kind of cog and stuff like that because I was hanging too much in self-help world. Um, and you start to think like that, how, how the self-help world talks about. That may not be the reality anyway. It's just one reality. Um, so I listened to this podcast by Joe Rogan and uh, Jordan Peterson, um, one of the recent one, and he's he talked about the carnivore diet, and that was totally opposite of what I was thinking. Like maybe have to move to a vegan or vegetarian, completely vegetarian diet or something like that. And he said like he his depression went away, and that was a trigger for me. Like I, I didn't care about the chronic fatigue or something. So considering my realities and the market I have around me, things where I purchase things, um, the, the idea was buy organic meat and eat only meat, no sauces, nothing, no, no carbs, nothing else. And he said that try it on your own risk. And, but once you drop an idea like that to me, I have to try it. I really have to try it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, sorry. I said, I think we've established that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I could not find, I mean, I don't have like, we, we, we live in a place where we don't have an organic uh, shop nearby. So it was not a sustainable that we'll go to a city and buy it like once a week or something like that. So I'm like, okay, whatever we can find nearby. So we find um, meat, whatever normal meat we do. So what we can do is we can reduce the carbs and other elements that I'm eating and I can experiment with that. And then I did that. So it's not really carnivore diet, but I removed carbs totally. And that thing, the removing of carbs alone in, 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 in an experiment to try something else, carnivore diet, uh, did the change. Like I could suddenly next day, I feel uh, like uh, my body, I didn't get tired. And, and it's been more than a year now, I think, uh, since that episode was released uh, that I'm avoiding, I'm maybe eating carbs once a week or something. Um, 
and 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 my body level like my energy level is so amazing and now i've even experimented and combined it with uh um uh intermittent fasting and that all goes against the normal and I, by the way i forgot to tell about the day my day closes with a gym as well so I, my day starts with a gym and it closes with an hour of gym so 2 hours of gym means yeah. that you need a lot of protein you need a lot of carbs you need a lot of like you know food going in more than normal person but now with intermittent fasting and carb carbivore diet a uh, hybrid of that uh, combined together i'm not really consuming any carbs i'm consuming less than normal like i'm i'm eating only within 8 hours two meals uh, less than a normal person and i'm becoming stronger and stronger my muscles are becoming better and better i'm losing body fat percentage i'm eating fats by the way i'm eating butter like crazy uh, as much as i want so um, just cut sugar carbs and that alone and because of that experimentation i was able to pinpoint because the moment i stopped doing it i could see the result next day i can pinpoint okay that's the one thing i stopped yesterday out of everything else i'm doing and that made this change and then i can replicate that again i tried that many times again and every time now i eat carbs i could feel my body energy level that okay i can see the difference this carb gives me this kind of um surges of my body and you know ups and downs and uh, that was never possible before until i was experimenting and isolating uh everything else that i was doing i was like yeah okay cool uh, it's helping me help me yeah. more than ever before yeah yeah i tell you what you're going to the gym twice in a day you're making me tired just thinking about it <laughs> yeah but here's the thing i thought that too but uh how i structure my gym is that instead of doing one hour cardio like you could split your gym like okay you know if you're a hardcore you will think like that you'll do one hour cardio maybe in the morning and then one hour workout with weights in the evening right or 45 minutes uh but cardio is super boring for me like i never did cardio in my life before i started this two times uh, a day regime so what i did was okay i split 30 minutes cardio and that 30 minutes is my either entertainment time i watch movies on netflix or while walking like on the treadmill or i consume another course like whatever course i was consuming in the morning or listen to audiobook depend on my mood sometimes podcasts but uh, mostly those things come like whatever i i feel like because i switch uh, sometimes i get bored with one and i have to move so that's more like educational edutainment time so you you won't even realize that you're doing exercise during that time and then the remaining 30 minutes uh, you just do weights now 30 minutes of weights exercise doesn't hurt it's super easy to do compared to 1 hour of weights exercise uh, mm-hmm. and and you can easily manage that and they're fixed so that's the same in the evening so i do exactly the same in the evening do cardio and uh, every two days i take i take a break um, i'll do just like full day cardio uh of two different types and stuff so that way i broke it down made it so easy that i don't even have to think about it and um i rotate my body parts so for example arms in the morning then legs in the evening the next morning i'll do uh triceps let's say or shoulders and back in the evening uh something like that so it's super easy i don't have to think i don't have to take notes of it because i know everything is set i don't want to add more things to take note of i want to actually take as little notes as possible so that the experimentation will still go on without me spending time taking these notes and doing the journaling because that becomes a job in itself otherwise and i hate that yes yeah yeah so you talked 
before we started about a productivity system that you use, um, an external operating system, you call it, called your brain backup. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah. So this, the thing that I uh, was explaining, the template for managing my day is part of a brain backup. So uh, this is just the the way of uh, managing my day. But besides that, there there are ways of of documenting the important things in your life in a very systemic way. And that systemic way is, uh, of course, picked from the bullet journaling system, uh, but hybrid made it hybrid with uh, the productivity systems I learned from getting results the agile way. And a course I did some time before uh, with John Butcher called uh, Life, um, Life Book. Yeah, I think it was Life Book. Uh, your life book series, so which covers 12 areas in your life that um, uh, that you have to manage at any given point. You have to give different priorities, but uh, and that brings us to the priority thingy that uh, how do you prioritize the things in life? Uh, that's based on uh, this, these 12 categories that goes in the, uh, the, the brain backup um, thingy that you identify, you put up a goal every year, you put a goal on those categories. And by the way, uh, let me just quickly cover those 12 categories. So that they are health and fitness. Uh, that's a category that will never leave. At least it has to be in one of the top three priorities of your life at any given point. Mm -hmm. uh, second is intellectual life. That is naturally my very strong point. Like I have that as a strength that I could use to to strengthen any other. And, and this system is part of me using that intellectual uh, capacity to build and strengthen every other area of those 12 categories. The emotional life, uh, people don't think they have an emotional life, but emotional life dominate us. Uh, spiritual life, uh, not like religiously spiritual, but more like character development. For me, that's spiritual. Uh, growth is spiritual, anything that's growing. Then love relationship, that means my relationship with my wife. Uh, parenting, my relationship with my kids. Uh, what are my goals with that? Uh, social life, what are my goals with my social circle, my business social circle? Like not really business, but on the side, like my friends, my neighbors, or any other kind of social uh, activities that I involve in. And financial life, that is, again, part of a business. You need to have a financial goal. Usually what happens is when people put up, oh, my goal, number one goal is this. And usually it's like, oh, making a million or doing this. Uh, just one area. But basically you cannot ignore those 12 areas. You just prioritize them based on your immediate need. So for me, financial financial goal is the number one right now. Number two always has to be the health and uh, number three, keep changing. So number two is non-negotiable at this moment, health. Uh, and it has to like, you know, structure, give a structure to everything. And the third one is career. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, the 10th one is career. Uh, basically, which direction my career is going and, and where do I want to, it to go? Uh, 11th is the quality, overall quality of life that include the houses you have, your the cars and luxuries you have, uh, what kind of lifestyle you're living. And the 12th one is the overall vision itself. Now, I'm not talking about goals, but the vision, how I envision myself in the future. This could change, but uh, that also is like one of those 12 categories. So th this system is now... I, I have crafted it to 
for myself for personalizing it, crafted it to fit these 12 categories. But then you can have your own system. It could have only three categories, like maybe business is one, personal life and fitness is one or health, uh, food is one. And then you can use these modules and, and smaller um, kind of snippets to copy paste and create your own templates and then just organize your day that way. Uh, take notes of everything that that is noteworthy in your life only in one system in one place which is uh, indexed using the bullet journaling method and that was the magic index bind all of this knowledge together in one page so you're just three steps three clicks away from any kind of knowledge that matters to you um, and that you have uh, taken a note from so it's different from writing journal and spending hours looking for the page where you wrote what because in 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 Evernote you can actually cross link them uh, and the idea behind this was if you go step outside tomorrow and a bus hit you and you lose your memory you lose your memory you don't know how to access passwords you don't know all the important things that you have uh, in your life how will you come out of that so in my case, uh, I would just go and refer to this backup of the brain. Everything that matters is there. Uh, everything else, uh, like thoughts and stuff, are not there. doesn't need to be there. Just anything that needs to take a note of. So for example, uh, Evernote has a scannable app that scan, scans that. I think it uses AI. So you can literally scan anything and it can even read all the text which is there in the scan. So all the documents that are important, just scan it and put in Evernote and then uh, um, uh, put in your index. Uh, what topic it's related to, which area of your life it's related with. Uh, and it's there, just there. It's your operating system. You don't need a, a Mac or a computer or something. You can use any anywhere. It's even accessible online. Uh, and, and, and that's it. That was the idea. So if a bus hit you tomorrow, and your memory goes away, will you be able to have access to all the information that you need to live your life like you're living today? Mm. Uh, this is the answer. Lovely. Thank you. So what about tools and apps? What, what are your top three tools or apps that you're using? I'm so tempted to say Evernote number one, Evernote number two, and Evernote number three. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that would be cheating. So um, I would say Evernote. And then there's an app called Scannable, which is by Evernote as well. And it's available on, uh, on uh, um, smartphone. It's a free app, goes well with Evernote. And everything that you, anything that you need to scan, uh, it will automatically um, detect the edges of the document and scan it as if it's a it's it's a PDF made on a computer properly. Like so, it's so beautiful and organize uh, them. And then you when you search for a term in Evernote, it searches during uh, through that scanned image as well. So it just helps. It just solves life. Imagine all your bills from the past months piled together in one big bundle, uh, like two feet long bundle. And you have to find one particular transaction from that um, 
in in real life it will it, it will be a headache but in evernote you just type the day uh, name of the bank statement whatever you wanted and then it will give you all the options uh, all the scans that are available with that kind of text in it uh, just solves my like life like make it make life super easy that way so that those are the two tools the third one is pomodoro technique timer um, you can use any timer for uh, that but i love to use there's a there's a tool called focus pro i think i'm looking at my computer um it's on mac by this name but in reality it doesn't matter which tool uh, you use as long as you're using uh, a pomodoro timer to to time block uh to avoid distraction especially for a personality like mine who can get distracted super easy um that's the tool to do now there's one book i would like to recommend i'm cheating uh, from your top three, going to the fourth one, but this um, this dominates the 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 top three tools I told you about, and that is a book called Deep Work by Carl Newport. Um, that deep deep work is uh, is is amazing. I mean, what it does is it 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 tells you to do one thing at a time. And uh, I use this system to make sure that I'm working on one thing at a time. I do drift away from that. I'm not like OCD style doing only that. Sometimes some days I'm so energized that I do that, but not always. So yes. it's the, that's the book, which I would say that you, you must read if you want to implement any kind of system in your yes. life. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. So last couple of questions. Firstly, what happens when it all goes horribly wrong? You, you've got so much structure to what you do. What about those days where you just have a terrible day and it all goes wrong? How do you deal with that? Um, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, the reality is I just let it go <laughs> and I come back again tomorrow morning. Tomorrow is another day. Yeah. So because again, when you sleep and you wake up in the morning, it's a fresh start. So sometimes you take advantage of that. If you had a messy day, I've been, let's say, uh, eating a lot of, you know, junk on the previous day, there's no point in just like, oh, I just broke my record or this and that. Like, okay, let's start again tomorrow. And the tomorrow morning when I'm reflecting and I'm just going through the system, okay, I I, I, I saw that happen and this was the reason why uh, I got this thought of eating this stuff. Uh, today I have to just avoid that. Um, and I just, you wake up and then you start afresh. I think that's the easiest uh, thing I've learned to deal with this. Um, yeah yeah you know <laughs> yes yeah 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 and what about those days where you get to live more and that's where you get to do more of the things that you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do what do those days look like and I, and I guess I'm quite intrigued in this particularly with you because you do have so much structure to your your day so do, they, do those things that you do on a daily basis become shoulds and have tos and therefore your live more stuff is something else <laughs> or, yeah are you actually enjoying those things? So tell me what that yeah. day when you live more really um, looks like. Okay. So first thing, I just want to make sure that there's no way I'm a structured person. If I don't have, <laughs> if I don't put this system in place, I'm worse. I'm, I'm, I'm like a painter. I'm literally, my personality type is like a, like, like Leonardo da Vinci has the same, but on a, on a little bit on extreme side, but uh Everything will be all over the place if I don't try to put checks and balances. So that's why 
Um, and I started small and it worked. So I did started doing more and more and more. And I started getting very good results with that. So that's why I'm doing it. Now, yeah. I wish I could say that I had those days when uh, everything is like bliss because there's one regret that I have. Uh, and that's kind of a curse of entrepreneurship, at least for now. I haven't got to that stage where I can totally detach myself from work because every time I'm awake, I'm actually working in some way or the other. Uh, either in ideas, either in worries, either in something I have to do in the future or have not done in the past. So um, one of the regrets I have um, is when I spend time with my kid, I really, really, really enjoy time spending with him. But I'm, 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 again, the, the inner beast is drifting me back to some other, other work thingy. Uh, so I'm not 100% able to enjoy the time. So it will become my priority very soon, like in the next month or two or three months, something, but it was not really a big priority. So I just let it go. Okay. I mean, if I'm feeling like that, I don't have to feel bad because I know that when it becomes like a big issue, I will make that category of life, which is the parenting, my top priority for the next three months or something like that. Right. So I can choose, pick and choose those priorities. And every time you say yes to something, you, you have to understand that whether you say no to other things or not, other things will get a no from mm -hmm. your life. So uh, that's one thing. Then what I do these days is um, uh, I, uh, there are two ways I take kind of a refresh. Uh, every Saturday, me and my wife and my kids, we go to Bristol or Gloucester or nearby cities and we just enjoy the, the day hanging in a bookshop. Um, I really love uh, reading books and my kid, we don't have TV. So my son has grown up around books. So yeah. for him, books and puzzles are just normal piece of normal part of life. Um, so that's what we do. Sometimes I drag myself to work when I shouldn't be. So what happened is uh, out of nowhere, some days the body will just give up. We'll just just give up. We'll just, I will sit in front of my computer and nothing, my mind will not work and nothing will work or uh, I'll have a headache or something like that. So I, I will take an undeclared break on some days. Um, so that's also acceptable because that's something I still have to study, like how many days and how many sequences, what kind of sequences actually causing that. Haven't really done experiments on that, but I'm pretty sure we can figure that out, but I let it happen. If that happens, it's, it's a call from your body to recover and just let it happen. Everything else can wait. Uh, yeah. usually my work with clients, uh, funnels and stuff. If the clients build themselves, they take probably a month to build that. Take me a couple of hours or a day or two maximum. And I give them a deadline of, let's say, two weeks in advance. So I have enough time in any worst case scenario uh, to to deliver the project. So, so I'm never in pressure of delivering the projects. <laughs> uh, that's a trick, basically, I learned. Um, and, 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 and that was amazing that uh, if you can deliver a project in one day, don't promise one day, promise one week, two weeks and relax, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and if they do it themselves, they will take more than two weeks anyway. Yeah. yeah so yeah. those are, those are the, uh, the things that I allow me to enjoy sometime. Lovely. So let people know how they can find out more about you and get in touch with you. Yeah, cool. So I'm building a community right now. Uh, it's It may be called something different uh, at the time of release of this podcast because we are going through some brand change. But right now it's called uh, Growth Hacking Community for Business Coaches and Consultants. 
And the link to go to that is group.booksmind. Oh, sorry. Joe.booksmind.com. J-O for Joe Dodds. Uh, Joe.booksmind.com. So the link even if we change the name of the community, I have the control over where uh, the people from this link will go. So I will direct the, the uh, uh, you know, the, the link to the right uh, Facebook group community. So the community is part of four, three or four things that uh, it, it, it has its own newsletter. It's on a free membership area where uh, it's a content library, content toolkit. Uh, we call it community toolkit. And that has an additional training from people who I'm interviewing on uh, on my podcast or, or from community who have some expertise or have written a book and they are summarizing their book or teaching a concept from the book. And these things are basically not available on the internet anywhere else. So you won't just go to YouTube and find the same information. So it's, it's a right. unique information created by community for the community. And if you're a community member, you would be invited to participate in, in it as well. And that's, that's a way that I found a great way to allow people to self-promote themselves because otherwise communities, if you see, they are full of people posting, ah, oh, I did this, I did that, and like come and um, join my offer or whatever it is. I want to keep the community clean and uh, that's why I allow people to self-promote but in this way, in a very giving, value-giving way that uh, inside that area, people can discover you again and again. It's not like social media that you will post something today and then it will disappear later and yeah, keep yeah. the social media clean as well that way. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Well, thank you. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for your time today. It's been enjoyable talking to you. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll also probably uh, find a way to share the link. Maybe I'll put it uh, as one of the things in the toolkit itself, uh, this system, so you can go through it. It's not paid right now. I mean, I did intend it to make it paid course, but uh, um, sometime else I will do it. But right now you'll have all the, the, the instructions that I created um, to, for, for you to be able to create your own system based on your personality, your aptitude, and your technical knowledge. Um, and, and it should help you uh, kind of some, bring in some structure to your daily rituals. Lovely. Thank you. Awesome. All this information is available in the show notes, which you can get to if you go to the link powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 127. It's been a busy last few days. I've been putting some finishing touches to a whole section of new materials for the membership site, which is all around blogging, including some templates for different types of blogs that you can write. And I was with a client over the weekend and uh, his clients came to lunch with us yesterday. We had a bit of a dramatic moment when one of them started choking quite badly and uh, one of our other customers had to uh, do the Heimlich manoeuvre rather dramatically, rather noisily. Um, and uh, fortunately, he got, you know, he was fine. And uh, uh, I guess he must have saved his life because it was pretty bad at the time. Uh, so yeah, all a bit dramatic. And uh, a further reminder that we should keep our first aid skills up to date or have somebody handy with us who has those. Uh, but yes, so the new materials on the membership site will be live this week. And I'm just this week planning some webinars that I'm going to kick off next month as well so um, I'll tell you more about that next time so again the show notes for this week's show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 127 and we look forward to speaking to you next week use your power to live more 